0: fresh feet Welcome, welcome, welcome! All right, so first off, my book is out. The coming, past, present, future. Go get that. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, first episode coming soon. Y'all be looking out for that also. It's called How We Live. Um let's see uh all right so i'm gonna start off with what's in the news and it's something i want to discuss real quick um this is an article i found on cnn it's called Evanston, Illinois, approves the country's first reparations program for black residents. And I think Asheville, North Carolina did some with reparations too, but it wasn't nothing serious, though, from my understanding, though, right? But let me read what this one says, though. So it seems like a lot of local areas are trying to do something, but we'll see. Uh... Officials in Chicago suburb of Evanston voted Monday to release the first batch of funds in a program offering reparations to Black residents whose families have felt the effects of decades of discrimin- discriminatory housing practices, according to the Chicago Tribune in Everston now. Um. So I guess it's a start, right? But... Uh, Let's see. It is the first of its kind in the country. Edelman, Robin, Ruth Simmons, and the Evanston City Council developed plans to direct revenue from a three percent tax on legalized cannabis into assistance for home loans. So looks like they're helping out with home loans. I hope they ain't trying to say that's reparations we had to do something radically different to address the racial divide that we had in our city, which includes historic oppression, exclusion, and divestment in the black community, Simmons told CNN. The first initiative of the 10 million plan is the restorative housing reparations program that would distribute up to 25,000 for housing per eligible resident. With funding expected to come from a three percent tax on rec- recreational marijuana sales, so looks like they're doing basically helping out Black people with housing. Elistine plan comes as the national conversation on reparations is evolving. Last week, uh, a, Maga made a bank became the first major American bank to endorse HR 40, a piece of legislation sponsored by U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee that creates a commission to develop reparation proposals for African-Americans. Uh, huh. I wonder are they ever going to bring in Dr. Claude Anderson on this debate? They've been avoiding that uh, conversation, I see. The debate over the feasibility of reparations for black Americans is no longer a fringe issue. The bank also called for tangible remedies for African-Americans and an explicit apology for slavery's foundation in today's economy, which everybody can see, by the way. You can still look on uh, the stock exchange and look at many companies and see the leadership. It's pretty, let's say, not, are anti-black. I think that way. It looks anti-black. You could say, but I see some companies are trying to do something with that. But even though you still have to wonder, does the black even care for their community, right? Because a lot of times when white people do hiring of blacks, it's always blacks that care nothing about their community. A lot of times, Jackson Lee introduced reintroduced the legislation in January as she had in every congressional session since 1996. It would study and develop proposals for providing reparations to African Americans. She took up the baton from U.S. reps John Conyers and Barbara Jordan who launched the fight for reparations three decades ago. Jackson Lee says HR 40 is as real and right as the fight we had for the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Voting Rights Act. And there was a lot of fear and anger and hatefulness about giving more opportunities for Black Americans to be able to go into hotels and sit at restaurants. Uh huh. Okay. Uh. Asa Lee is among those expressing optimism about the latest chapter in the fight, because there might be more attractive ears with Vice President Kamala Harris and President Joe Biden in office. The debate over reparations is no longer on political periphery," said uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning writer Nicole Hannah Jones. Okay. Okay. Uh, t- It has been considered a French issue, kind of a radical issue, one that would not see talked about in kind of middle of the road politics, but that has changed. Evanston is just the latest government to seriously consider how it might compensate the descendants of enslaved African Americans. Okay. Last summer, the city council in Ashford, North Carolina voted overwhelmingly in favor of appropriating funds for the benefit of black residents. Asheville is a predominantly white liberal enclave. Edison is a historically black suburb largely compromising the descendants of the great migration. All right and then it talks about Asheville put on a whole a vote on how to allocate one million to communities, community reparations to Black residents. However, Asheville Mayor Esther Manhumer said at the time that postponing the vote will provide time to schedule a council work session with the new council to develop a roadmap for how to proceed with the implementation of the already adopted reparations resolution. Uh huh. I forgot how North Carolina actually did theirs, but from my understanding it wasn't like It wasn't game-changing, it wasn't nothing serious. And I've heard a lot of bad stuff actually about it, but we'll see. Uh, The council remains unanimously supportive of the reparation resolution passed over the summer and that the funding will be taken up soon. In July, the council adopted that resolution expressing remorse for the city's role in slavery and systematic racism. Okay. Uh, it said in Evanston and Asheville, experts were called to help uh, formulate reparation plans. One of those experts should have been Dr. Claude Anderson, but I'm going to go on. Uh, when Simmons realized that the local racial Uh, Wealth divide was withstanding multiple equity, diversity, and inclusion initiatives she called upon National African American Reparations Commission, Uh, convener and institute of the black world, 21st century. President Ryan Daniels to help Everson develop an action plan. Okay, I've never heard of this person, Ryan Daniels. I ought to go look him up. I'll look him up later uh let's see together Simmons her committee and local stakeholders engaged in what she calls the community process to devise policy that would equip many through not all black families to embark on a path towards equitable home ownership okay Hannah Jones describes this form of reparations as a three-pronged approach. The first is to transfer a wealth to descendants of African slavery by individual cash payments. Okay, now I'm with you on the cash payments. I am with you on that. Followed by targeted resources into public schools and neighborhoods that have been generationally deprived of the similar types of investments that white neighborhoods have gotten. Along with the strict enforcement of existing civil rights law. Such approaches echo the platforms or groups that have organized Black empowerment policy resources for decades. Groups like the NWARC and the IBW continue to convene and theorize on reparation policy. Okay, okay. Those individual cash payments need to be. Pretty big, I would say. Um, moving on, when ideas clash, uh, I feel there are some Black residents in Evanston who question if these policies go far enough, or even if they count as reparations at all. Kevin Brown, who has lived in the city for over 40 years and is a spokesman for Evanston, Reject Racist Reparations, said, conflating housing equity programs with reparations ideologically diminishes the movement at large. I think every African American in our city was very excited about the possibility of addressing reparations at a local level, Brown told CNN. However, I think the process has been quite flawed. When you look at at it near next an HR forty, which involves really in-depth study of what the issues actually are, members of E3R say that the local taxes Appropriated for this initiative will cover loans for less than two dozen black residents rather than reach the more than 12,000 African Americans who live in Everson. They fear the limited funds will result in an application process that only high-credited Estonians would have access to. Okay. uh, Let me see what else, what else, what else. Simmons disagrees and reiterates that Everson legislators invested great time and research in identifying the track record of anti-black housing practices in the city. That history said, Simon said, built the case for the tailored reparations policy now underway. All I know, they need to give out the cash payments. That's all I'm saying. They need to go, pass those out. We have taken great time to have robust, diverse, various initiatives for community engagement, and we've done that successfully, Simon said. The fact that something was as important as repair and justice for Black residents has turned into a device of political movement. Of course, it's disappointing. Okay. Uh, Putting a price on promises reneged. Uh, When Daniels first consulted on its wording, H.R. 40 was still very much in its infancy. Though its material inspiration was already decades old, named for General William Sherman's field order, number 15, a promise of 40 acres and a mule to former slaves at the end of the Civil War, which never actually came to Black Americans, by the way, or descendants of slaves. The resolution was introduced by Michigan Democrat Conyers in 1989. The initial bill was purely a study bill. Daniels reflects. That is to say, it was designed to establish a commission to examine enslavement and other derivatives outcomes, essentially to see if reparations were were warranted. Really, really. Anyway, yeah, they, they plan. Uh, blah blah blah. A small handful of cities setting examples of what reparations can look like, there is more momentum for federal healing initiatives to address what many refer to as America's original sin. Reparations for African Americans was based on pan reinstitution for 250 years of slavery, followed by 100 years of racial apartheid, which we often call Jim Crow. So it's really an attempt to address both the moral harm and the crime that slavery and Jim Crow were but also the wealth gap that was created by both of these institutions, Hannah Jones told CNN. Let's not forget the towns that African-Americans had built that were also destroyed, like Black Wall Street, right? Um, And there was like a city in Georgia. I mean, there's like cities everywhere that were destroyed. Uh, Durham, North Carolina was also sort of like Black Wall Street. So yeah, man. the future of federal-level re- i mean restitution—in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement resurgency last year, sparked in part by the killings of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and uh, Ahmaud Arbery, there's real potential for reparations legislation to be pressed—I mean passed—in the near future. Less than a month until President Biden's term, White House Press Secretary Jen. Uh, Paskey confirmed that the president supported a study on the matter. But while there seems to be a growing agreement among the H.R. 40 co-sponsors, cultural experts, and the executive branch of government that America has reneged on its promises to African-Americans, there's less accord on what the actual price of human bondage is and how the government might begin to pay it. Uh, How about cash payments? I mean that should at least be the start, right? Um I think the reality is what we will as black Americans never gain an entitlement that is commemorative of the suffering we endured, said Shelby Steele, who has specialized in the study of racial relations, multiculturalism, and affirmative action for over five decades. Oh, by the way, white women are actually white women get more from affirmative action than black people do which I find interesting. A lot of legislation that's passed for black people usually or somehow other groups always get in on it somehow. Uh, The civil rights uh, law. LBG or yeah, LBGTQ, they have uh, somehow got on the civil rights bill or civil rights law. But anyway... Still, a noted conservative scholar who was appointed a Stanford University Hoover Fellow in 1994 believes that the argument of reparation detracts from Black people's self determination. Uh, this must be one conservative. The reality still argues is that Black Americans will get about exactly as far as they take themselves as they focus on education and develop the skills the value systems that enable them to thrive in moderate and modernity. So they're talking about some, uh, I like to call them Oreos. That's like the new political correct term I'm going to say. I'm not going to say the, I'm going to call it the C word. I'm going to say Oreo. (laughs) Um, After the Civil War, the federal government saw generations of social equity initiatives to which Black citizens were denied access, despite having built many of the institutions that devised These methods of public investment, the G.I. Bill, Homestead Act, even some aspects of the New Deal were not as readily available to African-Americans as they were to their white counterparts. And that is so true, by the way. And a lot of this always happens because you get these government programs, but the people that are actually controlling the program is a white supremacist. It always happens it seems. And so if you're going to use socialist policies or government programs, the right person has to be in control or be the one that's over that particular program. But a lot of times, as with the GI Bill at that time, Black people wasn't getting the GI Bill. Um, And it was done on purpose because of racism. And none of this stuff has been addressed. We had redlining, all sorts of stuff. None of it has actually been addressed. So the question or the title of this episode is, will Black Americans vote for the Democrats if they don't pass reparations? We have the, we have the Senate, and we also have the House of Representatives. Will Black people vote for the Democrats if they don't pass reparations? They could at least start, because they owe us a lot. But they could at least start it, right? Cash payments, but. And they can decide on whatever else, you know, that we're owed. Um, They want to give us some for housing. But the start of it needs to be cash payments, I would say, at least. But will Black people still vote for the Democrats if they don't pass reparations? And... The answer to that is I think some of the older Black people will still vote for him, But I think the Democrats will lose even more Black people, though. And this last election was actually kind of close, right? It wasn't a straight blowout like the Democrats really wanted. And I think even the uh, li- the liberal... Um, Democrats, uh, the, support, the white allies, right? Or the people that claim they're white allies. Um, I think even they recognize that black people have been cheated, you know? So even though I still haven't heard white people just come out and say Black people need reparations, at least not in large numbers, but will Black people vote for Democrats in this next election? That is a great question, and we're going to find out, I guess you could say. Um, In other news, Prince Harry takes a job as an executive at Silicon Valley Startup. Okay, <laughs> That's interesting. So Prince Harry is no longer in England. He's in California. And I actually heard about some that Megan Mark Markle-, Markle was thinking about running for president. I don't know how true that is just so i'm not overheard um but yeah all right so what else we got going on uh let's see clubhouse is coming to android but not for a couple of months which is how long the creators of the buzzy app say it'll take for them to get the Android version ready. With the drop-in audio networking app still not still be hot by then, or will people be over it by, over it already? Let me repeat that. Will the drop-in audio networking app still be hot by then, or will people be over it already? I don't know. Um. I still find it interesting that it was black people that made it hot, and black people don't even check to see who the owner is. They don't check to see does his owner su- support the black community. They just kind of support people, right? I still see people posting about um, clothing brands, right, that are not owned by black people, but it's black people that's supporting it, right? Uh, from Gucci to Chanel, Doja Cabana. Do- Do- and it's like black people being so conditioned, right, to support other groups and not their own. So I think we should clap for white supremacy because they have done so much damage to the black community. And probably about fifty percent of the black community, and I, I don't know if they're gonna make it back. I really don't. Um, but anyway. Uh, Let's see, it says, Clubhouse has now topped 8 million global downloads per app, Annie. The sharp growth was attributed to several high-profile guest appearances, including those from Tesla and Space Edge founder Elon Musk and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. App Annie also estimates that 2.6 million plus of the total global installs took place in the U.S., a figure that highlights the app's global appeal. Okay, moving on. Uh, Exxon Space, a startup that's building future commercial space stations and flying the first private Astronaut mission to the internal, I mean, international space station using SpaceX Dragon spaceship has raised one thirty million. Exum has already been involved in Tom Cruise's um, ambitious plans to film a movie on the ISS. So he wants to film a movie on the international space station. It's pretty cool. That's dope. Uh, Let's see, what else we got? Uh, The market is kind of down today, just to let everybody know. Great time to do some puts. Elon Musk, the controversial and enigmatic entrepreneur who heads up SpaceX and Tesla. Has reached a status uh that only three others have Yo, held. Oh, it's easy, it's only three others have held in the past two decades. World's richest problem that's kinda old. But let's see, where are we? Da, 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 da. National Collegiate Athletic Association has built its trademark "March Madness" phrase into one of the most powerful brands in sports. It's plastered on the courts, arenas, and broadcast for the lucrative NCAA men's basketball tournament and absent from the women's tournament. So I guess they're trying to say that they're discriminating against women. Mm-hmm. Okay, the reason for this absence is that the NCAA has withheld use of the March Madness brand from women's college basketball. It has used the memorable phrase to turn the men's tournament into a billion-dollar juggernaut, and at the same time, declined to use use it for the women's tournament. that has grown in popularity, popularity in recent years. The result is that the NCAA has held back a valuable asset from the women's tournament even As it now says, it is committed to putting it on an equal footing with the men's tournament. A giant March Madness logo is splashed across the center of the men's tournament courts in Indianapolis while the women's courts either have no obvious tournament logo or simply says NCAA Women's Basketball. (laughs) So it looks like a lot of people are upset about that. Mm, not surprised. Anyway. Let me see, America's gyms are reopening to a markedly changed fitness world as pandemic restrictions lift. Each business and its customers must decide how to navigate new workout habits and conflicting demands around the COVID-19 safety protocols. Many of our members have developed habits in a significant way, routines they never had before COVID, said Jeff, chief operating officer of fitness center chain Lifetime, whose 150 US locations include the club shown here in West Harrison, New York. I feel for a lot of these uh, fitness gyms, especially during this time of COVID, but hey, uh, I've also recognized a lot of white supremacy at some of these gems. So, um, it is what it is. Um, let me see. Oh, something else I forgot to mention. Right, there's, um, there's been the news um about Amazon. Let me see, can I find it? Give me one minute one minute all right here we go with a struggling economy and few work prospects Bessemer Alabama has been called an unlikely place for an epic union battle with Amazon they don't know Bessemer and I've actually heard Bernie Sanders talk about this right so this is happening in Bessemer Alabama because Amazon has moved a location to Bessemer